Thank you, dear beloved God, unconditional love loving us right now, every second, in every way we could possibly imagine as we receive this guidance. Thank you for helping me to be an instrument who shares truth just in love for everyone who is here to receive in exactly the perfect way that's right for right now. Thank you. A lot of really miraculous things have been happening in my life as I've been allowing, and I want to share something with you that just came to me that's incredible. And it's a practice I'm going to try tomorrow morning, and I would like for you to join me if you feel called to do so. I I want to talk about so many things, but this is the one that I'm going to share right now because it just came, and I'm going to try it tomorrow morning. So I thought you could try it with me. So today is the... (laughs) Today's the first day of the Hay House World Summit for 2022, which is absolutely incredible. And healing is on the Hay House Radio app, which I believe is free or at least has a free trial. But I love it. It's a go-to for me for podcasts. I thoroughly enjoy the app. And I every single summit has always been extremely life-changing for me that I've attended, especially when I'm attending in the moment. Like right now is the first day of it. I, I don't know how long it is, like a week or something. So... Anyways, the second talk, I've now listened to the first one, incredible, I want to share on that one too, but this one has just a little practice I want to try. This lady, Mel Robbins, is talking about, and she's a doctor, she's very successful and very intuitive, and she is sharing about how we have two different types of brains. We have the robot brain and the genius brain. And we want to be in the genius brain, okay? Because the robot brain is on autopilot. It's not going to serve us. It's going to take away from our lives. The genius brain. That is when we are receiving God's light, God's message, the love, our purpose. Things happen um, infinitely quicker, quicker, more quickly in positive ways for us. Okay, the kids are super riled up right now. So I just had to um, take a second. And they're learning to play together. But so the genius brain, yes, 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 we want to be in that. That's when we're inspired and enthusiastic and creative and changing the world, healing the world. It's like as many problems as the robot brain creates in this world, they can be solved in an instant, in, a, in one potent moment of genius, of creative genius. It is solvable. And we are here to do that. So yes, we want to be that. So she starts to talk about five ways that you can get into your genius brain. I only got to two and then I was like, I have to make a podcast. I have to make a podcast. So, you know, to be continued, if I feel like talking the other three, or you can check out this talk on the Hay House Summit or whatever, World Summit, Healing Summit. I don't know. So the first one is do not keep your phone by your bed. You don't want to do that because... um when you do that, the first thing you do when you wake up, your, your robot brains, brains might be the first one going, and it's going to put the, put the alarm on snooze. And then you don't want that. That's a waste of your time, and it's just your time is precious. Absolutely. Pre- time is money. Your time is valuable. And time can be a healing salve to the world when we're using it in the way that God has designed for us. Not just that, though. It's that... The phone will put us in the robot brain because it's filled up with all of these advertisements 
You're a genius, Marigold. You're a genius. Genius! <laughs> the, um, the phone, so it's filled up with advertisements. They're designed with lots and lots of money behind them. Lots of gene, lots of intelligence, intellect behind them to manipulate people, to manipulate you, specifically you, because of the way that the things are, you know, tagged for you to receive certain things when you search at certain things you spend time then they're gonna be like oh this person's more likely to go this blah 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 it's it's designed to to suck you in same thing for going on facebook it's designed to suck you in because we have something called random reinforcement which you know in behavioral psychology is that you're more likely to to keep going back to something if you will randomly be rewarded for it as opposed to if like it's on a constant or you know predictable way you're more likely to go back if it's random it's like the slot machine, That's right? This is what tripped me out is that she said that one third of people will wake up in the middle of the night and pick up that phone and look at it, check it. I'm like, no, really? And if you feel that way, please don't feel like I'm judging you because honestly, I've been there like years ago. I used to do that too. But since that, there are other reasons why I don't keep the phone by my bed because I keep it on airplane mode for one. And then I also don't keep it by my bed because of the, uh, whatever electronic interference type of a thing. So there's that too, but she didn't talk about that. I don't believe. So, so lots of reasons not to have it by the phone, but the main one she's mentioning is that if you have by the phone, your robot brain's going to be the first to wake up. It's going to grab it. You're going to go on the snooze, waste your time. Then you're going to start getting into this robot brain brain. Once you're stuck into it, you are, you are there. That's what's going to be happening. Okay. This is the really cool thing that I had to share, had to share. Number two, she said that the thing that we could do to tap into our genius, our inner genius, is to wake up, don't even touch the phone, and then just allow our brains to wonder. And she said that she gets like almost at a predictable lever, level, almost predictable, some of her greatest insights, things that completely shift her day, like these epiphanies, like things, guidance for the day ahead, guidance for her whole life in this moment when she's allowing her genius brain to just be and to share any guidance. So I'm super psyched to try that tomorrow morning. Today was great. I woke up early. I went to sleep early. I woke up early because a friend and mentor named Sid McNary has been guiding me to, you know, to be, to do this, to be the best me I could possibly be through his example and through his words. And so have a lot of my friends who I've met on clubhouse. I have like a bunch of new relationships with people now and they're real relationships. It's incredible. And so I've been waking up early and there's this group called the 413, which you are welcome to join in Clubhouse. And literally these people waking up at 413. Luckily for me, that's 615 or 14. So that's like a fine time for me to wake up. It's It works. Say I go to sleep at 9 or it might be 515. I can't remember. I can't get all the numbers right, but that's fine. And that's made it to where now it's 10:12, and I've already accomplished a lot in my day. I've been in some meaningful conversations with people. I've heard 
two podcasts already. I started with a meditation, like a 20, 30 minute self healing for the Reiki Tumo practice that I've was that I learned for like years and still practice every day. And it's quote unquote master, but honestly, we're all masters. You know, we all have that potentiality. So it doesn't ever feel right to say it that I'm a Reiki master. It just doesn't because I'm just the same as you. And we each have a spark, a connection to the divine, which is, I'm sure you have your own mastery as well. That So I'm not saying that that's not the case. Maybe you practice Reiki Tumo too. That would be amazing. But um, you do anyways. It doesn't really matter the words we use, does it? I mean, the words are vehicles for us to commune and come into a space of our heart So I'm going to go ahead and I believe share something else. And I already talked about it in Clubhouse today, but I want to share it as well here because it was a really beautiful moment that I experienced while I was listening to the first talk. So Greg something, I think Braden, I think he was sharing about the heart. You know, I talk about heart. I have that book called Heartfelt and it, the like the thesis of it is that our purpose is to be loved, that we can feel with our heart, especially when we touch the center of our chest to activate and allow our attention to move into our heart and then receive from that. So, but he was saying in science, there's been a more recent development. See, we were probably taught depending on how old we are, that the brain is like the center of the body or it's the director, it's the thing that, that runs the body, right? So it turns out that the heart actually has a bunch of neurons in it. They didn't know that. They thought the heart was just a blood pumping organ. But apparently it's a muscle Oh, it's an organ. They thought it was a blump. Uh, they thought it was a muscle, just a muscle. It's an organ that sends out hormones and it has a bunch of neurons like the brain has. And it turns out that our heart is actually sending signals to the brain to cue the brain what to do, whether we are in a state of love, calm, and then we can function in a healthy, natural way, or if there's a stress response, then the brain goes into fight or flight mode and does all kinds of wild stuff that can be described as things that I don't even want to describe because I don't want to put things out that are not positive because I have a choice into what, how I want to create my world. And how I think, how I feel, how I talk is going to create my world today and tomorrow. And time is on a continuum. So it will also affect the past. Believe it or not. We can heal past timelines. We can heal our ancestry. We can connect. Time, linear time is an illusion. So when we come into this heart space and we're calm and we're feeling, he mentioned like four or five things that we can feel that will bring us into this, this place of alignment of 
synchronizing the heart with the brain into this highest state. And the things that we can feel are like gratitude, appreciation, care, and then, oh, calm, I think. And he said he didn't use the word love because there are so many different ideas of what love is. And yes, however, everybody here, I do understand if you have heard me before, you're very likely on the same page as me about what love means, what it really means. Agape, unconditional love, that creative love of our source, that which we allow to flow through us, divine love that flows through our heart, through the spark of the divine that is within our heart. So here's science meeting me here where I am. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm like feeling all happy and kind of like getting tears in my eyes of joy. And especially when he says, okay, everybody, now we're going to try something that the indigenous people used when I went there to go live with them and, and learn from them. And they will touch their heart and relax and do this stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I learned in Reiki Tumo. That's what, but it, it was by a different name, right? And that's how it goes. We have religions. We have these things that are guideposts and we have names for them. But that's never a reason to prejudice against one or the other because they're all pointing to the same thing. That's my understanding. In my practice of Nichiren Buddhism, I practiced for like, I don't know, a year or two, or I have no idea how long, I think probably. And then I started out Catholic, then Lutheran, then Christian, then agnostic. And I, 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 um, I worked at a synagogue. I learned to read Hebrew. I was in religious ceremonies for Judaism. And um, I wrote a documentary about Nepal. So I learned some Hinduism there. And, you know, just all of these different things. The reason why I'm so excited and alighted by them is that there is common ground between them all. There is a center that they're all pointing to. And there are gems, which in all of them, which are in all of them, they're treasures. And the great thing is you can see the practices that happen the same in each of them. Like in a lot of them, um, sage is used. So, and then on a scientific level, sage uh, cleans the air, like 99% or something like that. It cleans whatever is lingering in the air. And, but it's used for religious practices in uh, Christianity. And, you know, I, I think like... Hinduism, I can't remember all of which of them or whatever. And then even like Wicca and stuff like that. Like there are commonalities, you know, the easy one to point to is love. In Christianity, you have the golden rule, do unto others you would have them do unto you. But you see that in other religions as well. And they're not other religions than Christianity. It's not all, you know, in relative to that one religion, but they're all relative to each other. And the thing that's center inside of them all is God. Whatever word you use for that. And some say even the sound ah, ah, is the sound of God. And look Buddha, you know, Hare Krishna. 
Like you see the the similarities. I'm making a podcast. Do you want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> that's Marigold. And that's Gwendolyn. Super excited. They're feeling the love. You know, even being a mom, like there, there's a, as I learned to feed my children better than I ate myself, though my mom worked so hard as a single mother to provide for me everything that she could. But now I'm learning new ways and I'm learning new ways to talk and ways to, to nurture myself and to see that nurturing transpire to my children. That too is finding God. And that too is all part of the genius mind. And, you know, looks like the mind isn't necessarily even in the head, is it? I mean, we can translate it. But this um, gentleman, Greg, was talking about receiving guidance from the heart as we were touching our hearts. And... He mentioned, you know, when you receive guidance, if it's too, if it's a whole bunch of words, it's probably not the genius mind. He wasn't using the language genius mind. He was talking. These are two different podcasts, but they're the same thing. You know what I mean? They're talking about the same thing. But it's all talking about the same thing. So it's really about bridging languages. No, she wanted me to hold her. I'm holding the baby now. Huh, Gwendolyn? Okay, we'll take a step down. Come play with her over here. So, what was I saying? You know, it's funny, like, I can be distracted by them. You can look at it like that, sure. Kids are not just distractions. Kids are guides. Like, I'll give you an example. Marigold, she was so cute. She brought in the trash and the trash can from outside. And when she put it back, she put it in a place that I did not have it before. But she put it in the perfect place inside the laundry room. And I was like, it has a closed door. It's much better than it, this, this place where we live. It didn't have like a, a, the right kind of trash cabinet or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, that's genius. Yes, that's what we're going to do. She guided me. She just naturally, see, that's another thing too, I will say. Okay, is that, sure, they need guidance in order to do certain things. I guess, but they're also in their genius mind a lot more probably than adults, even if they're in it, you know, half the time and maybe the other half is pretty loud. So we don't necessarily notice the genius half, but they're really in it for a lot of the time for half the time or whatever, maybe more than that, depending on how safe they feel, how comfortable they are, how their needs are being met. See, there's this thing called colic in kids and I don't know if I believe in it. I have two children and to me, every time that they've cried, they have needed something. And when I have noticed that and met that need, the crying would stop. And, and sometimes I wouldn't notice until much after, but I would always be open to receiving the guidance on what is this child's need right now. 
and I think that works for adults, that we can feel an upset, we can feel problems, we can be in a stress response because some of our needs aren't being met. And at this age, a lot of that responsibility is on us, right? What nutrition are we getting? How much sleep are we getting? How much self-care are we giving ourselves? How much are we allowing ourselves to socialize, to connect? Which this is socialization for us, for all of us here, and that's wonderful. I've been getting it a lot more through Clubhouse, and that's really been meeting a need that I wasn't filling enough until now, which I see. And I'm feeling a lot more joyful. And things are just coming into my life that are blessings because I'm allowing my need to be met. And we have that choice. Sometimes we need to baby ourselves and take care of ourselves. Not sometimes, but all the times. Yeah. You know, self-care is very much like care for others. Because only when we are nurtured ourselves. It's over there. Do you want to pick something out? Go pick something out and let me know what you want. Only when we take care of ourselves can we really take care of others in the world. And that helps us come out of that robot mind of this repetition, the to-do list and this bonking around and stress or whatever, and come into this genius that we each have. Everybody. Everybody is a genius. Every, that's, that's what that means. If there's a robot mind and a genius mind, that means everybody is a genius. And I will tell you something. I have known that. I've known that for my whole life. And I've not understood how somebody could qualify somebody as less than. Because everybody has a unique genius to us. You do. I do. My kids do. Your family does. Okay, let's go get it. Okay, mom. And when we access that, we are bringing the divine into human life. And we're meant to be both, both human and divine. Okay, I am being beckoned. <laughs> So I love you. Thank you so much. Marigold, can you wait just one moment, please? I'm saying bye-byes. I'm going to get you the Anna. It's her little Anna dress. Here, I'm coming right there. I love you so much. Thank you for being present. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being genius. Thank you for being able to see the robot mind and love on that and relax and don't have to listen to all the things it says. And coming back into who you truly are through your own unique genius.